Hey guys, this is Ralph Macho. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is William Zapka. You're listening to Cobra Kai Companion, the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion, and I am Peter. I am Brianna. And I remembered my name that time. You did? Yeah. If you guys didn't catch the breakdown episode uh, where we discussed the trailer, what, was it the trailer? Yeah, I think it was. I think um, it was, yeah. Yeah. I opened up the episode and forgot my name, apparently. Yep. Um, so we are here um, getting ready to wrap up our season three reviews with episode 309, Feel the Night. Um, before we get into that, I'm pretty sure, and we discussed this off mic, but I don't think we did a proper house cleaning where, uh, we wanted to correct ourselves, where we, um, had that discussion about uh, whether, you know, whether or not Sam called, uh, Mr. Miyagi Tanme, um, Mike corrected us in the Facebook group page and it, it was that she made him feel like one. So uh, I had kind of misremembered the the dialogue because we got into this big conversation as to like, wait, well, then why is she call, refer, referring to him as Mr. Miyagi now? Ah, uh, yeah. It happens. We're wrong from time to time. Yeah. And I mean, you listen to our breakdowns and uh, predictions. I'm sure most of that was wrong. Oh, um, yeah. Wrong all the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So I guess we'll just kind of get into it unless you could think of anything else. That's coming up. I, I think we've already um, kind of passed all the dates that that was revealed for the month of uh, December. So we had cast photos recently. Uh, well, we got new post new posters. We didn't get photos. We got new yeah. posters. What did you think of those? I thought they were fantastic. I thought they I also nice. think uh, the this. Stick a fork in me ever making another poster again if they're never going to give us photos. Yeah, I mean, I, I I like the way they look. I mean, they look like the ones that you would or posters you would see hanging up at a tournament. Really, they're kind of fan. Don't you think they're kind of fancy for that though? Uh, I mean, they're, they're awesome. They're, don't get oh, me wrong. Yeah, they're they're I mean, awesome. I, I guess they're on the fancy side, but for like a karate tournament, like who's putting that much money into it looking like that? But, I mean, you know, maybe like a, a professional fight or something like that. I think they can get pretty fancy with it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's true. But in comparison to, like, previous um, photos, you know, the, it is better lit. I mean, um, the, the the quality is definitely much better. But in, in terms of uh, using it for what you did with the posters, I, I can see it being more of a challenge. Oh, it's it. There, there's no challenge. They've already been uh, filtered and manipulated to look like a painting. And if that's what I wanted, that's what I would do. Yeah, I, I don't. I have a serious issue with taking non-photographic posters that already exist and turning them into something else mm. because someone else has already done work on them. Does that make sense? Yeah, you expected kind of more like a photography type picture. Yeah. You know, like... Like the word photo usually implies. Right, you know, that's a good point. Um, yeah, so... 
Oh well, it, really. can't yeah. get everything. Say la vie. Yeah. But you know, we we are uh, getting season four really soon, so you know that's something to be excited about. Oh well, yeah. I mean, yeah. that goes without saying. So this episode three hundred nine, feel the night. Um, I went back and oh, well, it's written. The teleplay is written by uh, Michael Jonathan Smith, one of our favorite writers, and directed by Josh Shield, uh, my favorite Cobra Kai director. Now, I went back and listened to Michael's interview, and he gave so many great nuggets about this uh, episode in particular. So for those that haven't checked it out, definitely go back and check it out if you like the -the behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, And before we get into it, we have the synopsis uh, by Amy, as per usual. Uh, She writes, it's Christmas time in the Valley, and Allie Mills is home for the holidays. Johnny, meanwhile, has finally gotten his chance with Carmen, so when he sees that Allie has messaged him back, he's conflicted. They meet for lunch and for an awesome nostalgia-filled evening at golf and stuff where they both open up about their struggles, and Johnny confesses that he's a bit of a mess. An almost kiss is interrupted by Allie's reminder that she's expected at a party, and she invites him to tag along. Elsewhere, after interrupting Sam and Miguel in a compromising position, Daniel and Miguel low-key bond, and Daniel tells him his side of what happened with Johnny and the Cobras back in the day. Miguel considers the idea that Johnny's version wasn't the whole story. Hawk isn't thrilled to find that Kreese has welcomed Robbie into the dojo. Robbie, on the other hand, isn't sold on sticking around in the first place. Tori is persistent, though, and when it comes time to steal a snake at the local zoo, as one does, Robbie is the one who pulls it off and gets Cobra Kai their new mascot. Over at the Russos, Sam and Miguel have parent-trapped Miyagi-Do and Eagle Fang with the promise of a keg party in an attempt to reach common ground and unite against Cobra Kai. They're not happy, but they stick around for Sam's impassioned monologue about squashing the beef. As her voiceover plays, Johnny enters the country club in his very white jacket and sees Allie's reunion with Daniel. We cut to the end snake before Johnny can completely jump to all the wrong conclusions. Very nice. That's, that's perfect. So, she already mentions it in this synopsis, but we do open up on uh, Mama Mills coming home from a, a long day of shopping. Do you remember kind of what you thought when you first saw this? Did you recognize the exterior of the, of the house? Because this is a different actress. Right. Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't know that I would recognize. I mean, I... I don't know what that actress looks like nowadays, so I don't think that really would have mattered. I mean, as far as I remember, I re- I recognized the house. I don't. I can't think of any reason why I wouldn't have. Um, I was absolutely expecting Allie to be sitting somewhere in that house. So, what was it? Was it the grandkids line? Um, it, the possible, yeah. Um, or just the fact that, you know, I recognized the house and, and knew that that was her parents' house and, okay, great, here we are. And we're to, you know, where I did not want to be and with the person that I did not want to be there. Yeah, I I don't think, you know, I mean, it's not a secret. You go back and listen to some of our episodes. We mentioned how we didn't uh, really want Allie, uh, definitely for different reasons. But even right. up until we saw her, I still wasn't even really sure what the hell was going on. So, you know, I didn't recognize the house. I I, I did wonder who is this lady. And um, I don't even think like the whole line about, you know, they're, they're my grandkids and, and all that. I you just, I don't know. I guess on an initial watch, you're just taking it in really without thinking too much yet. Um, 
but I, I, being thrown off in episode three or, or earlier in the season, I, I, I did not expect to see Allie at all. Oh, really? You thought that that, that was going to be the last that we would hear? I, uh, that they were just going to screw with us in one episode and that was going to be I, it? I suppose so. You, you know, like um, in, in that interview with Michael, I just I, I kind of mentioned, you know, that that, um, you know, that that fake out, you know, I was just like, oh, you know, everybody wanted Allie. So this, this is what they were going to do to troll us, you know. So, right. so yeah, I guess I, I, I suppose I, I wasn't really thinking about it during the initial binge of season three uh, because we already had the the fake out and then yeah he was still kind of emailing with her right so she's still an entity somewhere just not a a physical one yet that we've right so in and i guess the other thing is like i don't know if we've ever mentioned this on a recording but there's a an elizabeth shoe twitter uh, fan elizabeth shoe fan twitter account that I don't think they follow us, but um, I, I know we were talking about this Bashu one time, and then you know I'm sure they have like some sort of notification when people are talking about Liz Bashu on Twitter, like right. uh, like TweetDeck, and um, you know they jumped in and basically said, oh, due to her scheduling and what we know about this about this time last year, she wouldn't have had any time, and if she did, it would have been like a cameo. And yeah, I mean, she has like a whole episode and a half here. Right. Yeah. Neither of those things are actually true. Yeah. And um, Michael had mentioned in the interview that uh, they had her for one day and there was the discussion, well, while she's here, let's see, you know, how much of her can we actually fit in? And so, yeah, she was able to show up in 309 and 310. That's pretty impressive for one day. Yeah. Yeah. And... Um, just the production, you know, like it, it moves around so fast. They have all the right people and all the right teams to make things happen. Mm-hmm. Like the whole Tommy Village that was dressed like in a day, I think, um, if I remember correctly. Again, these are all tidbits that I, 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 got, I got from the interview. And I would not have remembered any of that going into this uh, review if I had not listened to it. Well, you did your research then. Yes, on our own episode, uh, one of our own episodes. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so Allie's sitting there and we find out that, uh, we'll find out later that her kids are not there with her. So she's just in town visiting by herself. I, I did think it was kind of interesting because I don't believe the plans had been made yet, but her mom asked if she was, you know, going to get with any of the old gang and she's like, you know, uh, you know, basically worry not mother, I got plans. Right. Uh, yeah, I was thinking maybe, um, Susan mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, Barbara, Barb- maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think she had any intention on, you know, in, in uh, crashing Johnny's, let's see, all of 12 hour long love affair with Carmen. Yeah. Um, just speaking of Carmen. So her and Johnny wake up in bed post coitus. Uh, thank you, Josh Hill, for Billy's nipples. Um they both why, kinda, why would you think Josh for those? He, he did. He did direct this episode. Well, yeah. Do you think uh, Billy may, maybe just threw off the shirt and go? I feel like Johnny would have woke up without a shirt on. No, I think Johnny definitely would have woken up without a shirt on. <laughs> but we're that, that this is a really bizarre conversation that's starting to happen. So I'm just going to keep right on 
rolling with it and will say that it was Frank's idea. He is the costume and or lack of costume director. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, they both kind of comment on the previous night, which I thought was a little interesting that Carmen was like, oh, last night was, you know, she's lost for words or like, I, th- I thought that was an interesting time to have them kind of both just acknowledge like, oh yeah, last night was good. Well, when do you acknowledge that last night was good? Not the next morning? <laughs> yeah, usually the next morning. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Just like the whole finishing each other's sentences part. I just thought it was uh, just kind of interesting that it had to be about that specific thing. Yeah, yeah. I be, But, you know, they're adorable. Yeah, yeah, they really are. Um, Carbone wants to know where they go from here. And Johnny says he doesn't have much in the fridge, but he can fry... Probably fire up some bologna, I would imagine. Right, yeah. She's asking, you know, for breakfast, of All course. Right. Of course. Uh, as you would, post-coitus coitus in the, the next morning there. You are going to get all the mileage out of that word that yeah. you possibly can, aren't that'll, you? That'll probably be the last time I mention it uh, for this okay. episode. Yep. Right. Um, so <laughs> neither of them want to mess anything <laughs> up. And Johnny reminds Carmen she's pretty hot. Um, I don't think she needs a reminder. But uh, nope. again, you, you, you mentioned they're being adorbs. Uh, uh, Johnny they hasn't are. been in this situation in a minute and doesn't know what to say. Uh, but Carmen mentions that she's coming for a friend and will be working late that evening. And maybe they can talk more when she gets home. Yeah. So we cut to Johnny pouring himself some shredded wheats for breakfast as he hears a notification coming from his computer. And shocked by a reply from Allie, he spits out his cereal. I thought that was pretty good acting from Billy there. Well, is, is that acting? That's spitting. The, well, you know, like the the way the the cereal like spills out of his mouth. Oh you know, well, yeah. You know, there's that. It, it, it kind of reminds where Marty's sitting with his mom in the car, and uh, she had some liquor, and then he takes it from her, and then she lights up a cigarette, and then he like spits out the alcohol, and just like, "Geez, you smoke too." Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because yeah, she, it, she he's finding out all this stuff about his mother that is always telling him not to smoke and not to drink, and mm-hmm. here she is doing all of it. Right. Yeah. And I guess the email she asked him to go to lunch, and he thinks about it as he sees Carmen leaving for work from her apartment. So obviously he's he's wondering if he should even go. But, I mean, she is going to be working anyway, so what's the harm? Right, right. And they're not, like, Exclusive. together yet. Yeah. You know, they're they haven't two, talked it through. Right. They're two adults that just had a really good time the night before. Quitus. And they... <coughs> liar. <laughs> um, they may or may not become something in the future. Right. So he's not... He's not necessarily throwing anything away and is besides as far as he knows Allie's married this is true right she hasn't um they don't know about each other's lives right now you know right. um that probably would have been an opportune moment for her to be like and if you're not seeing somebody are you available for lunch but you know they're adults right again ad- yeah they are all adults here yeah. well they're supposed to be adults here absolutely uh, we we go to the Miyagi Do Dojo and we get a shot of Miguel looking at Mr. Miyagi's picture. Uh, he asks Sam if this is the guy who found Miyagi Do, and she says he taught her dad everything he knows. And then Miguel tries to compare him, uh, compare it to Johnny learning from Greece. Uh, yeah, no, not even 
close Not to the close. same thing. But I can understand why Miguel would maybe still think it was it. it except at this point, Miguel does know who and what. Well, he knows what Crease is. Mm-hmm. Um, he may not know all the ins and outs of Johnny's relationship with him, but he knows that he's not a good person. Right. Uh, Miguel spots the hand drum sitting on the shelf, asks what it is and what it does, and Sam demonstrates the drum technique. So, yeah, I was uh, pretty impressed that she's got it down pretty good, too. Right. She doesn't just kind of, you know... But she she does it in a, in a much more controlled manner mm-hmm. because yeah. she's... He's not actually trying to beat the living snot out of her. <laughs> so I'm sure that if he were hitting her, trying to hit her harder, she would be hitting, she would be knocking him aside harder, right? That's right. the way it works. Yes. And then uh, and then a honk on the nose. Mm-hmm. Right. Also, here is your prop bet, the, the prop bet that someone would do the drum technique in season three. Yes. But I think I said in a flashback. <laughs> oh, but, did you did but, you, did yeah, you do was, that way? Yeah, it was a CYA kind of thing, though. You know, wait, yeah, CYA, cover your ass. Yeah, so, okay. But yeah, you're right. Uh, and not only one, we got two uh, to be continued on that. Um, Miguel says he got some secret moves of his own. Takes her down to the floor, and they peck lips ever so lightly. Uh huh. <laughs> That's definitely what Daniel is thinking when he walks through the door. Oh, that was just a chaste kiss. Yeah. Just a oh. peck. So, mm-hmm. so Daniel does walk in as he, he sees his hand drum in Miguel's pocket and Sam's visibly embarrassed. Right? It it never even occurred to me that it was the, you know, is is that your cell phone in your pocket or are you just happy to see me kind of thing? Mm-hmm. I honestly thought Daniel was asking why Miguel had his pocket in his drum. Or is his drum in his pocket? <laughs> Excuse me, yeah. it's one in the morning. Yeah. Uh, why he had his drum in his pocket? Hmm. I it, I honestly thought that was an like a sincere question because right. yeah, I Miguel so. does have his drum in his pocket. No, he really, yeah, absolutely does. Um, what do you think about them doing this in that particular room with Mr. Miyagi's picture there? I I think it's really really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, also they're on the tatami mats. At least they're barefoot though. Yeah. Right. There is that. Is the implication that like they just wanted to go somewhere more private, I suppose. I mean, because I I guess. No, I don't, I don't think that they, I don't think that she took him there with any intention of making out with him in front of Mr. Miyagi's picture. Not specifically. She wanted to show him what Daniel is about. Okay. And what she is about. I think she wanted to, you know, show Miguel the other side since he's maybe open to not thinking that Miyagi-Do are the bad guys or that Daniel is not the villain that he maybe has thought he was for the last, oh, let's see. How many decades have we been stuck in 2018 now? Uh, two. Um, yeah. By the way, it's finally Christmas of 2018. Almost Christmas. But. Very close. Um, they, actually, that's a very great insight that you make be, or you, that you present because 
in a little bit here, Daniel's going to be, you know, just kind of remind or makes a new rule, rule number three, you know, uh, kind of give him a heads up if she's going to bring boys over. But I guess I, I guess I was kind of wondering why didn't he have more of a problem problem that it was just them two there. But you're right. The, the, you know, she was there to show Miguel like, you know, this is Miyagi-Do and this is more about my father that you may not have known. And if Daniel hadn't shown up, he wouldn't have had that conversation with Miguel later. Right, right. And they, I mean, it's not the first time he's been there, but the other time they were in the backyard and they were definitely on their way to making out till the, the other current boy unexed boyfriend sh- showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've got an issue with, with Daniel, but it's, it's, kind of a little bit later on and I don't think he did it intentionally. Okay. Um but it's in this whole sequence. Okay. Um well the next one I uh notes I have is uh, is Robbie. Yeah. Okay. So Robbie uh, is at the Cobra Kai dojo putting away his sleeping bag and he hears Crease in the other room. Um Crease offers him coffee. Says this is not great but it's hot. So I'm assuming it's Johnny's cheap brand that doesn't taste very good. Either that or, I mean, Crease's idea of a cup of good coffee is apparently, have you ever seen Sanka? I have not. It is instant coffee crystals that you dissolve in hot water. Like Folgers. Yeah, only really gross and decaf. Mmm, decaf. Yeah, Sanka's decaf. Okay. So... This is this man's idea of a good cup of coffee. So if he is saying that the coffee isn't great, then it's like bilge water. Yeah. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. Could you imagine if he say if he if he didn't drink decaf, how intense would he be if he was caffeinated? Right, 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 right. And you know, maybe at his age, maybe lay off the the caffeinated coffee. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Robbie thanks him for letting uh, him sleep there overnight. And Chris says he can stay as long as he likes. Um, Chris proceeds to teach him a uh, the Cobra Strike as some of the Cobra students show up. Uh, Hawk sees Robbie and questions what the hell is he doing there, to which Chris says Mr. Keen is their guest. Uh, and then Tori and him nod at each other. Yeah. Do you remember the days of being able to sleep on a concrete floor in a sleeping bag? Yes. Um the last time I, w- I would say is probably my mid 20s. Uh, yeah, I would say probably about the same. Okay. Um, I can't even like sleep on very, very, you know, like freshly carpeted, super padded mm. floors anymore. You lose the ability to sleep on floors when you get old. Hmm. Well, I mean, m- mine's a different scenario uh, situation. I mean, I was in the army, so right. you, you know, you if you're in a hangar and you know all you have is your sleeping bag, that's you sleep on the on the concrete. So right. not by choice. Uh, I, I mean, I guess by choice, but there's no mattresses for everybody, you know. So right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It gets really cold, um, and that's where it's nice to kind of you know lay back to back to with, with somebody for a little bit of body heat. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a quick cut to Hawk and Crease in the office where Hawk says Robbie isn't one of them. And Crease says they need as much strength as they can get with the All Valley coming up. 
uh, Hoffman reminds Kreese that Robbie put Miguel in the hospital and that he's the enemy. Uh, Kreese shares a brief story from overseas and says the enemy of your enemy is your friend. Uh, yeah, usually. Except uh, Johnny and Daniel haven't figured that part out yet. Right. No, not yet. Um, I, I did think this um, was, eh, I don't know if it's like interesting, but just uh, obviously Kreese doesn't care about, about, about Miguel, right? I mean, he's got his sights on Robbie here. No. Yeah, no. It, it, Robbie's who he's wanted the whole time. Right. And in his eyes, Johnny and Miguel left anyway, so they're not Cobra Kai. Right. And I, I don't think that he really wanted Miguel to be like the the um, banner of Cobra Kai anyway, did he? No. He no, wanted that to not. be Johnny and Johnny's son and this is where Robbie belongs and all that nonsense. Right. Um, Robbie and Tori are in the back dojo as he's packing up. Um, so he stayed one night and unpacked everything. It's fine. Uh, Robbie says he doesn't belong there, and Tori thinks he's running away, uh, to which she says he isn't. And Tori admits that she hated him for what he did to Miguel, and she hated Sam LaRusso, just in case he was confused with, with uh, which Sam. Um, right. And she hated everyone, but more so herself. So I thought that was interesting there. But, I mean, I guess she says that she didn't have the luxury of running away. Is is that why she hated herself? That she felt like she had no other options? Well, the thing that I don't understand is if she felt like it was all her fault, and if she can see her way clear to forgive Robbie, like, immediately. Mm -hmm. for, for what he did to Miguel. Right. Why is she still so hung up on Sam? Is it because of the the heartbreak, you know, the, the witnessing them kiss at the party? I don't know. I really don't. I mean, the stuff between her and Sam was always, I mean, as teenage girls do, like they get super lost in the weeds of their, you know, very tiny little things that mm -hmm. are, you know, Oh, well, you know, you accused me of stealing from your mother 15 minutes after I told you that I stole this and could have stolen a bunch of other things, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but, you know, hey, my my boyfriend that I was going to break up with, apparently very violently, um, you kicked him over the rail and you broke his neck and I could never, ever forgive you. But you know what? I'm going to forgive you, but I'm going to still hate your girlfriend. Yeah. Um, maybe she just sees Sam more of a threat. Well, and also if she hates herself for what she is, if, you know, if she hates herself for causing that, she might actually hate Sam for reminding her that she caused it. Mm. Right. She's a constant reminder of what happened. Yeah. Mm. Um, Tori tells... Robbie, that Kreese told her how to take all that hate and channel it, and it makes you stronger, and it feels good. Uh, she says they're getting together after class and extends an invite. Well, um, congratulations, Robbie. You're in. Yeah, uh, even though you didn't want to be in. Um, we cut to Magnolia Kitchen Cafe, which I forgot to look up to see if it was a real place, because I wanted to see what was what were they known for, you know, like regular food, too, or just vegan um, but Johnny's meeting up Allie for lunch, and he's there first, so uh, so that's good. 
I right. guess. Uh, over here is a guy order a vegan dish and practices pronouncing it, and and I'm here for it, just kind of like Doctor Nguyen, or I forget how he pronounced it, but Johnny Nguyen. It's just is perfect. Um, uh, he clearly wants to impress Allie, uh, but who do you think chose the place? She did ask him if he wants to get lunch. Right. I don't know that this is a place that he would ever have thought of. And, and she's just coming back to town, too. So, Right. Or it's just possible that um, he... It, I mean, it's definitely not Sal's diner. Right. Right. Um, which would seem to me to be the place that he would want to go, you know, to lunch with just about everyone. But then again, maybe he just had, you know, maybe he'd eaten here before and had never paid attention um, to the fact that, that uh, you know, they sold vegan Dishes, by the way, mung beans are um, actually kind of gross when you eat them as what? beans. Oh, okay, okay. I, I needed you to finish that. Uh, the sprouts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like sprouts. Well, because um, the, the Vietnamese didn't use mung bean for a lot of different um, desserts type stuff. My dad got this brilliant idea of planting mung beans in our garden one year. Mm-hmm. And here is why my uh, I'm I, I don't have a very favorable opinion of mung beans, because mung bean pods, every time they pop open, because these are the beans that they make bean sprouts out of, they sprout very mm-hmm. quickly, which means if a if one if one mung, mung bean pod pops open and drops eight of those things, you have eight brand new mung bean plants <laughs> popping up in your garden. And every time you touch a dried mung bean pod, guess what happens? It pops open. And those goofy little things fly everywhere. We had mung beans coming out our ears. <laughs> The, the word alone, just uh, mung bean, it just it sounds weird. I mean, I thought they were awesome when he first, he, he was like, oh, yeah, you know, these are bean sprouts and, and we're going to use them in this. And we're going to use them in that. And we're going to all, all these different dishes that we were going to try and all this stuff. Yeah, I have eaten mung beans in every way God intended and some I'm sure he did not. Yeah. Um, but you know what, though? Back to that dish. I, I don't think that sounds bad. Mung dal? The, I mean, the bowl, yeah. I mean, the, the spiced carrots, the, the coconut yogurt. That sounds good. Uh, yeah, but I don't think that's anything that he would eat. Yeah. Are you under the impression this is a vegan place or is just vegan options? Uh, uh, vegan options because they both end up ordering cheeseburgers. Right. I mean, because there's like vegan cheeseburgers, too. Uh-huh. They're expensive as hell, but yes. I've I've had at least two or three and I don't know if I've ever been impressed with any of them, but I'm, I'm you know, I'm I'm trying, but I think I need the real stuff. I, I can't do One, vegan. get in line behind me on how many vegan cheeseburgers you have tried. 
I have tried Boca. I have tried All American. I have tried mm-hmm. the Incrediburger. I have mm-hmm. tried the um, one awesome. Oh, oh the 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 um, uh, the starts oh, with a B, right? Uh, well, Boca is the big one. No, no. Uh, I feel like Carl's Jr. has one. The Beyond is that? Oh, the Beyond. Oh, yeah, the Beyond Burger. Was oh, that Burger King? Um, that's the they they have the Incredible Whopper. Oh, okay. <laughs> um. <laughs> At at uh, Burger King, and I mean, I've been I've been eating vegan cheeseburgers since you know, uh, it was basically your only option was a black bean burger, right? Mm, so okay. I've had you know, I've I've quinoa good, burgers, chickpea burgers, black bean burgers, all of that. Um, incredible is the best vegan meat replacement I have ever had. Okay. Hmm. So, go get an incredible Whopper. Okay, yeah, I'll definitely give that a shot. Uh, have you had a vegan Twinkie? Yes, I'm not impressed. And they are much. I, I I wasn't impressed with them originally, but they're getting better. Okay, and I, um, I guess it, it also depends who makes them. I, I would imagine. Um, right. I, I used to work with a guy that's uh, vegan, and and he was, um, you know, I used to deliver to a vegan grocery store on my route. And he's like, um, oh, if, let me know if you ever see Twinkies. And like one day they just happened to give me one just because I was delivering one day. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get into this Twinkie because I hear it's good. And I tried it. And I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. Definitely not for me. Well, you you also have to realize that by that point, by the time you become the, the vegan version of Woody Harrelson, um, you would d- 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 give an appendage for something that even remotely resembles a Twinkie. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, Oreos are vegan. Okay. Most of the most of the Oreo flavors are vegan. Um, I'm not going to say that. And and this is and and here endeth the lesson, children. Just because it's vegan does not mean it's good for you. Right. <laughs> Sometimes you because need because you can still eat way too many Oreos. <laughs> oh yeah, that's where you were going. Okay, right. um, let's see here. Uh, Allie walks in. They see each other and share a smile as she walks over to the table. He stands up and they hug. Um, obviously, these two are great actors, but I could not tell whether they were acting or not because it looked very genuine. Yeah, and and just the the look on their faces, both of them, when they see each other for the first time. Uh, the the smile on his and the the mm-hmm. the laugh on hers, you the, know, Billy's is smell like really stands out in that scene. Yes, like, like it just it, he looks like he literally lit up when yeah when Elizabeth Shue walked in that door. So yes, he did. Like, uh, so I mean, there was there was one point that Michael mentions when they were f- I don't think they were filming, but this was um, about three oh four. The, uh, the right path and he was talking about how um, he was sitting at a table and Tracy Deguchi who played Yuna uh, she walks into the room and that was the very first time that her and Tamlin and Ralph had all seen each other again since you know filming their Karate Kid Part 2 and just like right. just to imagine being at that diner you know for the extras or you know obviously the the, the crew involved in, in making this like I, I can only imagine what that must have been like Right, to be there for that. Yeah, because like a lot of guys growing up, you know, they I, I have heard 
these last few years covering the show, like everyone's always talking about how Elizabeth Shue was like, you know, their first crush or their second or whatever, like just an early mm-hmm. crush uh, for them. So yeah, um, must've been really cool. And I'm sure a lot of people had the same smile Johnny did. Oh yeah. And is it, does it surprise you anymore? Because it no longer surprises me that if this was the script that he would, that uh, Michael was tweaking um, the the day we met him, are we surprised that Hayden like closed the door in our face? You actually asked him that very question. Did and I? You did. Um, and he's, well, because you, you asked him if that's what he was working on, you know, uh, the, the the rewrite. Because um, at some point, a rewrite was mentioned. And he said he couldn't recall. He would have to check his notes. But um, he says, you know, if it was this, that would make a lot of sense, uh, obviously, because um, they were trying to keep everything under wraps. And uh, they were getting really tight with all the... You know, anything being leaked and stuff like that. Oh, wow. I mean, I asked a good question. Yeah. Well, you asked a lot of great questions, but I can, I totally get it because it's Allie. And that was a, I'm telling you, that was a huge surprise to me. You know, borderline shocked. I was like, what? They really did it. They really got Elizabeth Shue. Um, I am thrilled that at least season three they got to keep their secrets Mm -hmm. yeah because god knows they didn't get to keep the season four ones very long yeah yeah and you know who knows maybe there's going to be a lot more surprises and we're like wow you know what that was actually a pretty good secret you know Uh, yeah well yeah i mean you you 15-year-olds that have been allowed to watch their mother's copy of the screen or notwithstanding. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and also, like, just think about the playing field now versus when it was on YouTube Premium, right? A little bit different. A lot less eyes. A lot less eyes were on the show back then. Now, yeah, now they got to like, keep her a secret for almost 18 months. Yeah. That's crazy. Pretty impressive. You know, yeah. and I mean, and what about, what about, uh, you know, like, I, I guess, I guess we were expecting it, maybe more so them than her, but what about Tam, um, yeah, Tamlin and Yuji, you know, we, oh, yeah, you know, we were like, oh, Daniel's going to Okinawa, he's got to, he's got to bump into one of them. No, nobody could have, could have just predicted, uh, Allie coming back, right? I mean, I think, um, all of us kind of figured maybe she would make a cameo at some point. But no one could have pinned, like, oh, season three based off Daniel going to Okinawa, you know? Well, nobody really could have seriously entertained the notion of them bringing Tracy Taguchi back either, but you knew she was coming. I mean, I'm not going to say I knew. I'm just saying, uh, again, Watch Party says, oh, Daniel will be in Okinawa on business. I didn't even think of that. I was just like, oh, going back to Okinawa, what what can take him there? Maybe he remained tight with the, uh, you know, Bell girl. Because he saved her life and she invited him to her wedding, you know? Right. So I, I, I still I still think that if if theories ever give them reason to have a near heart attack, I think that your Tracy Taguchi uh comment was probably one of them like, How the hell did he know that? Yeah. Yeah, you know. I mean, again, it's like we 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 feel like we all know these movies. And so, right. you know, good writing and all that like that i'm i'm sure that was definitely brought up um 
you you can't like talk about the credit kid part two and not think about the bell tower girl right that's true yeah but anyway back to johnny um realizing way too late that he had just made a horrible terrible food order and that he was gonna have to eat that thing (laughs) (laughs) that would have been that he didn't even know what it was what i like is um there's one part of my notes that uh, that we that I didn't get a chance to go over. Um, they recollect that the last time they saw each other was senior year after the tournament, and Billy like does he kind of does this expression. Um, it's it's kind of like a moment that you wish people would forget, and like possibly the idea of whatever she thought of him at that moment was like the last memory she had of him. If that makes any sense. Oh. Well, does it I mean, make sense it, or are you yeah, no, okay, yeah, okay. yeah, 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 it does. Um, like he's like he's worried that that's what she remembers and that's what she still thinks is him. Mm-hmm. But, because she's like, oh, that's a, oh, that's the last time we saw each other was after that tournament. Well, I mean, their senior year continued on after the tournament for another, you know, four or five months, whatever. Right, right. Um, they would have been at prom together not Mm -hmm. together together but together right they would have been a prom at the same time they would have went to graduation at the same time they would have still had classes together that's true yeah yeah um and you know there were entire other plot lines envisioned for these kids Mm -hmm. than what we ultimately saw end up on the screen in part two so Johnny and Allie, we can assume to have lived at least one version of those other stories, right? Right. If they were real people. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, they're real to a lot of us. Right. And he obviously didn't, you know, he didn't, he didn't give Daniel grief or, or, or mess around or anything with him anymore, but was still there. Right. So... So you mentioned they ordered the food, and I love the way Allie is looking at. It's so weird to say her name too, like like she's a character in Cobra Kai, um, right? But but she is watching um, Johnny order this vegan dish, and like it's it's very subtle. She doesn't you know um, crinkle her eyebrows like nothing. It's just the way she subtly looks at Johnny. And then she's like, "Well, I don't know what you know a mung bean doll bowl is, but I'll how's the cheeseburger? You know, like that whole thing." And mm-hmm. then and he's like, "You know what?" And does the thing with his hands, like, uh, you know, make that too. God, I, I love Johnny's or Billy's physical acting; it's so good. But Allie's like, "Oh, there he is!" So like, she knew he was bullshitting with the the food order. Like, I just I love that. Oh yeah, I've got it actually stopped on her expression. She's like side eyeing him. Yeah, she's not. She's still smiling at him, but you can tell that she's thinking behind those eyes. Like this is not the guy I remember. Why is he ordering that? Yeah. So I wonder. I wonder if she's like this. You know, I don't know if she was even thinking like, oh, he'll order the cheeseburger too. But let's see what he says if I just order a cheeseburger. Right. Yeah. So I like that. Um, we cut to Sam and Daniel over at Miyagi Do. She's apologizing for not uh, telling him that she invited Miguel over. And this mm-hmm. is where I mentioned Daniel creates rule number three and says if she brings a boy over to the dojo to leave the door open. 
this is where You're my upset. it's like every every season I have one thing that Daniel says that makes me just go oh no okay and this is this is it um, this is uh, equivalent to the uh, embarrassing her in front of the um, her friends at the pool uh, in season one mm, no no okay I, I I think Amanda would agree no it's that he starts borderline blaming everything that has happened oh, oh, the last 18 okay. months on her choices of boyfriend. Right, right, right. Okay, I thought, I thought you were talking about the door open. <laughs> no, 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 okay, no, no, okay. no, no, no. A, a, a parent of a 16-year-old girl saying, if you're going to be in here alone with your boyfriend, please leave the door open. Right. That is, you know, that's not a, that's like not outside the realm of possibility. That's actually a very reasonable thing for a parent to say. Yeah. Um, the first Miguel, then Robbie, then back to Miguel. Are you really sure? Yeah. And like, I, ex- could you please stop? Just stop. Imagine yourself saying that to your son in four years. And if you still would, then just kick yourself in the ass because you're a terrible father all around. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I, I know some people will be like, oh, well, he's, he's only, you know, um, just saying what, what a lot of the viewers are thinking. Well, that may be so, but you know, Sam's response, I, I think is also kind of like the show saying, okay, but then there's this, you know, like, yeah, she's still his daughter and she can, he can still trust her. Like, right. There's been things that she did, has done that he maybe not, not agree with, but has you know he feels some type of way, but ultimately she has really hasn't really done anything quote unquote wrong. No, she hasn't. You know the stuff and with Kyler that was you know um, a misunderstanding on Daniel's part, right? Know? So right, and even if it even if it had been, I mean it it was a misunderstanding on Daniel's part as far as either Daniel or Sam knew, but mm-hmm. then we hear Kyler saying what he had planned, you know, when he goes into the locker room with Brooks and Rory later and he's telling them it, Daniel was exactly right. And by stopping that, he was actually protecting her, even though she was never going to see it that way. Right. But also saying that, well, Daniel's just saying what uh, this portion of the audience, you know, is thinking. Yeah, but that would also be the portion of the audience that thinks that this 16-year-old girl deserves to be labeled a slut. Mm -hmm. Right. And I just don't think that Daniel would appreciate anyone other than him, anyone that was not him, laying that all on her like any of it is her fault yeah and you know i i think the other side to that is also you know she has to remind him that miguel's no longer cobra kai you know that so there's no affiliation there and you know and, and maybe that was like a, a factor too you know he still thinks that cobra kai is, you know there's an affiliation there and so so he's even more you know kind of extra in this scene well, I don't think he believes that anymore, though, because we had the meeting in the last in the last episode. Right. Yeah, Eagle Fang. And yeah, he yeah. seemed very proud of the two of them, um, you know, what they had the power to do together that the three grown ass men couldn't get done. Right. Well, because they weren't working together like the other two were. Right. Mm-hmm. Also, because those three grown ass men are bigger children than the children, apparently. Right. This is true. 
Um, let's see here. So we got Hawk, Kyler, Tori, and a couple other Cobras. Some are drinking beer, and Hawk says they got one chance at this. So Robbie shows up. Um, Kyler offers uh, him a beer, to which he declines. Hawk questions if he can't handle a sip of beer, to which he says that he doesn't have to drink to be cool. And I like that about uh, about him. I Robbie does have the ability to be smug and... In this instance, I I think that that's what he was doing. Being he was smug, doing it yeah. just to get under Eli's skin because he's 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 got his own resolve his own unresolved issues with Hawk, right? Yes. Hawk's the one that dislocated his, his shoulder. So he's going to do what he can to needle Hawk every chance he gets. And not only that, they're they're still children. Um, yes, and beer impairs judgment. He does. He doesn't even know what they're doing, and right, so there is that. Yeah. So like, why? Yeah, drink, and then yeah, it just no, no bueno. But but I, I think it's a little bit of both. But definitely more so what you're saying. Um, you know, trying to get under your skin. I, I completely forgot about the, the 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 shoulder, the arm. Um, in uh, in the the first tournament. Um, let's see. What does his shirt say? What does Eli's shirt say. Oh, I, I don't know. I don't. The drop, the drip, the. Mm. I I don't know. I don't know. I actually thought I... one of the kids walked in and you were asking them. <laughs> oh no 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 no. Um, but I probably could, and they they might. Um, like no, but I I did find I can't it tell. Interesting that after that comment that Bobby makes, uh, Kyler starts choking on that first sip. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, so I I don't know if this is his first time tasting beer or, you know, he's the one who brought the beer. So, um, let's see. They sneak through the fence and Robbie has some reservations. Tori assures him he won't be violating his probation. Uh, Robbie questions if she's resorted to peer pressure and Tori admits it's kind of her thing. So interesting that she think, uh, that she knows that. Yeah. Let's see. Robbie realizes it's a zoo and questions why they had to sneak in. And Tori says he'll see. I feel like if you want somebody to come along on a heist of sorts, that you fill them in. So that way they don't do something wrong and get you guys caught. Uh, generally. Um, and I mean, the, the the weird thing about it is, you know, well, why did we have to sneak into the zoo? They still don't really explain why they had to sneak into the zoo. Right. Because they're walking in some place that is very publicly accessible. Yes. Yeah. You're not supposed to be back there, but you can walk across like at the St. Louis Zoo. Right. Yeah. You're not supposed to be behind the uh, the herb herbivorum or with the snake house. Bless you're not you. supposed to be back there. Uh-huh. But um, all you have to do is walk down to the train tracks and cross them. And you're behind the snake house. Right. And there's not like there's all these security guards, you know, around to stop small children from wandering into the back of the snake house. So are we also under the impression that Hawk has made numerous visits to kind of, you know, time the security? I don't know if it was taking his lunch or what, but, um, you know, walking through some sort of door and there's two cameras in the facility, because I, I don't think you could just look that stuff up, you know, like blueprints and what have you. Um, 
No, probably. I, I don't. Uh, I agree that you probably can't just look that kind of thing up. So yeah, he's. You know, when you think about it, um, the um, oh, how extra Jacob was in the the Cobra Kai the movie sketch. Uh-huh. Oh right, right, right. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see. Yeah, yeah. I could see Hawk being that extra about everything. What? Why is he you know on this that? and. I, I don't know. You know, like take some sequences from this episode with that. I I forgot all about that. You know, and then there's the well, you know what? I'm going to keep my mouth shut because maybe I'll do something with it. Uh, oh, hey, yeah, you yeah. might. Um, any more thoughts on this particular sequence before we cut back to Johnny and Allie real quick? Um, no, not not really. I mean, they're they're doing a terrible, um terrible job of moving incognito first of all since they're all standing there in their cobra guy gear <laughs> i mean look i that hawk is very inconspicuous right you know you, right. you, you don't notice the hair at all yeah but if you miss that then there's the the rick and burger bocker murder um back there oh, it has no, a t-shirt on Rick is that not him? No, it's not Rickenberger. It's a it's it's another. Who is that other kid? Stunt performer. I don't think okay. he has a name. And then the 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 um, black kid with the dreads has a giant cobra right in the middle of his forehead. All oh, right. On his headband. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> so that, that kind of gives it away too. You with anybody. Yeah. Right. right. No. No. Not at all. Um. So yes, they're uh, reminiscent about their first date being stuck on the Ferris wheel. Second date was better. What do you think the second date was? Um, I mean, they weren't well, stuck on the Ferris wheel where it was really cold. And right, you know, but die. also, didn't he say that their first kiss was when they were stuck on the, the Ferris wheel? I missed that part. I don't think I know did. that he told Miguel way back in season one, he said that, you know, they, that they, they, um... Oh, he hit on her a few times until she finally let him ask her out. And then they went to golf and stuff for their first date and kissed on the Ferris wheel. Hmm. So if you assume that's all part of the same story, then the reason he kissed her on the top of the Ferris wheel is because they got stuck there. Yeah. And if she says the second date was better than the first, then that doesn't really say much for Johnny's kissing skills. (laughs) Uh, I mean, it, it could be the situation, too. You know, just not stuck on a Ferris wheel. That was probably the, you know, it was, you know, better. Maybe maybe it just went more smoothly is all. Okay. I can, I can, I can give that. Okay. So, Allie says she saw his pictures on Facebook with his students and can't believe that he's a sensei. Um, Johnny says life after his, um, uh, after high school was, was pretty good. To which Ali says she's happy for him, but then he immediately admits it's bullshit. Right. Pretty quickly. Like, he almost immediately, as soon as it comes out. Yeah. Why do you think... He's trying to change, right? He's trying to show her that he's matured. Yes. And it's, it's a defense mechanism that, I mean... Is he thinking maybe he's got a shot with Allie? Probably not yet. 
but he is thinking that he made Carmen a promise and he made Miguel a promise and he's going to, you know, try to be the bigger man and be the, 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 the bigger person and, and grow as a person and lying about the last 35 years of his life is not going to keep any of those promises to anyone. Right. And I think he honestly just felt bad because they've been getting along so well and he hasn't lied to her up until now other than everything that he said to her before she, you know, got with it, answered him on on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It was all a lie. Um, <laughs> but I think he just honestly like that's his defense mechanism and he's trying to learn to let that go. Mm-hmm. I like that. Um, let's see. He. So, yeah, he said he partied through most of his 20s and corrects it actually all of it uh, and his 30s. And I'm like, you know, that sounds a lot like me. (laughs) Um, Right. Continues that he had a baby with Shannon, didn't know the first thing about being a dad and eventually screwed everything up. Um, I do like where he goes, where uh, he says, just like every other meaningful relationships he's had, including with her. So he's admitted that, you know, most of those probably failed because of him. Yeah, and that 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 I think I mean we saw him admit that to the guys in season two, right, but this the is bar, the first yeah. chance he's had to admit to Allie that mm-hmm. you know yeah that that was his fault, you know yeah he didn't have to break her radio yeah he didn't have <laughs> to beat the crap out of Daniel over it you know yeah um so we've got we've got progress we're moving in the right direction very slowly yeah yeah. Um, let's see, Allie says, hold my beer, and asks, and lists all of the things she's messed up, too. Yeah. Now, what are your thoughts on this? You know, how she's listing, like, oh, you know, Allie, the good wife, the, you know, the good doctor, and, and all this, um, just little miss, you know, f- follow, follow the book, or, you know, live life, um, by the textbook, I guess, like, she's just... I don't know. She does she think her own life is vanilla because she just did everything by the book? Um, I I see. I don't know. I mean, she's got yeah, her marriage fell apart. That happens. Yeah, and she she did say it's nobody's fault. Right. It just happened. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's not like she wasn't cheating on him. He wasn't cheating on her. Whatever. They both still love their kids. You know. Um. She still thinks he's great. Right. Just not as a husband, and right. he probably thinks she's great, just not as a wife. Yeah. I I don't think – I mean, it, it's kind of a like a, a drunken comedy movie trope, right, where the, the, the goody two-shoes gets to, um, you know, her early 50s and then decides that she's got to – do all this wild and crazy stuff that she didn't do in her 20s because she was busy becoming a doctor. Mm-hmm. No, because doctors don't think like that. Once you have put that much money and that much effort and that much time into becoming one, you don't regret it and, you know, go off on a six-week bender. It just doesn't happen anywhere but in silly movies. Right. Um, so, but I think it's her way of, of, of saying to him, you know, I did everything I was supposed to, and this still happened. Mm-hmm. 
So maybe don't beat yourself up so hard. Yeah. Um, even though she says it's no one's fault, Johnny still calls him an idiot. And the comment makes her laugh. And he, right. apolog- yeah. uh, he apologizes for screwing up back in the day. Um, to which she's taken aback by. Yeah. But, you know, um, baby steps. Uh, baby steps. He adds that he took her for granted and that she didn't deserve it. Uh, he admits he ruined their relationship and, worst of all, her radio. So, adds a little levity to that. Now, I do need your verification or confirmation. Was okay. it Dutch that ran over it? Yes. Okay. Because he, yeah, he says that Dutch ran over it, that he just threw it. So, that was pretty funny. Yes, Dutch did run over it, and um, Bobby went out of his way to go all the way around the fire. <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> um Right, to either, you could say to miss the radio or to not throw sand in Daniel's face, which I always thought it was more the latter than the former, but, you know. Because I I feel like every time I watch that scene, I'm always just, like, more focused on Daniel than on the uh, the sand. Yeah, I just, I always, I wanted to know which of them... um, Because I had a theory, right, because Bobby was the one that tried to stop Johnny... Um, the night of the Halloween dance. Mm-hmm. So I always was really invested in finding out if Bobby was also the one that um, intentionally tried to avoid throwing sand at him. And that's why I bothered to look mm-hmm. it up. Yeah. She uh, she takes some of the blame and doesn't even remember why they were so mad at each other. But she remembers punching him in the face, uh, to which he admits he had it coming. And now she has an idea and asks him if he wants to do something fun. Yeah, if she asked him, he could probably fill her in on why she was so mad at him. Oh, yeah, because but we, we see it, it in a flashback. Yeah. 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 Um, Daniel catches Miguel taking a peek at his Super 4 Deluxe that's under a tarp. Now, do you recall what you were, um, what thought, what, what ran through your mind when you were watching that while Daniel's talking? Oh, I was excited. Yeah, yeah. I was excited um, because they were finally going to get to be in a scene together and actual words would be exchanged between them. And uh, it was I, – I, I'm like, he's known this kid for a year and he hasn't said a single word to him. Right. Um. So, yeah, I was excited that, that they were finally going to get to talk. Yeah. Um. For me, it's just like – I think a lot of people were probably feeling this way too, but like you have Daniel, the right, the karate kid, Miguel, Cobra mm-hmm. Kai's karate kid. And here they, they right. are like their, their first actual conversation happens to be in front of the super Fort deluxe. And we know how much that means to the movie. I just thought that it was one of those great moments where we're like, I didn't know I needed this. I don't know what this is. I'm feeling and I'm here for it. Yeah, I can because you know from one Karate Kid to another, and and uh, I can remember saying, um, I don't remember if it was that rewatch or a you know one of the countless others that came after, you know that this is him kind of passing the torch, and this is confirmation that Miguel is the new Karate Kid, right? Right. Of the new crop, this is this is him being that. So, um, Daniel clears just a few things up before asking, "What else did Johnny tell him?" 
Um, it's a leading question. It. Yeah, really. Yeah. That's, a, that's yeah. a leading question. What didn't Johnny tell him, Daniel? Right. Uh, we cut back to the Ventura Zoo where the Cobras are stealing a snake as a gift for Kreese. Uh, we find out Hawk orchestrated the whole plan and Kyler forgot the snake pole, the one thing he was in charge of. Um, Tori suggests to just grab the snake. Hawk refuses and someone hears them and they all bail. Um, you skipped like the best line of the, of the entire season. Yes, I did. <laughs> Possibly the best line of the entire series. Yes, I did. <laughs> Why did you skip that line? Because it would have been my stinger. Uh, if I don't pass... God damn it, I did it again. <laughs> it's okay. I have a backup. We could we could just skip. We could pretend that this this this, this never happened. This conversation <laughs> never happened. It's totally fine. If I don't pass trade this semester, my dad's going to shit in my mouth. Um, great story behind that. Check out the Michael Jonathan Smith interview. Part two. <laughs> because, Michael Jonathan Smith, part three. Yeah. Part four. Well, part, 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 no, definitely part two, because he's only been on twice. But the first one, what was the first one about? I guess the first two seasons, or right. ma- mainly season two. Um, but anyway, yeah, he, sh- he shares the story behind that, that he originally wrote that as a joke just to see if they would laugh, because it was like an inside joke kind of thing. And I guess, I guess Josh Hill really liked it, and so they, he kept it in. Um, but yeah, I, okay, so so that line... Uh, Michael shares that he just felt like he feels at home. Kyler's dad is like strict or whatever. Like I, these are my words, not his. But that um, that just his father's really hard on him. And I do find it interesting that he says past trig this semester. So do we think that maybe karate has, you know, maybe affected his academics? You know, on top of possibly still wrestling, maybe stop wrestling. We don't know yet. Well, um, I think that he has to have passed Trig at some point in his life because if you are not passing all of your classes, well, I'm going to say this for Illinois, I assume that, you know, California is the same way that they have academic eligibility. Oh, right. And that if you're not passing everything with a D or above, then you're not competing that week. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I my first thought was, well, here's a kid that has flunked Trig a few times. And then I'm like, but then how's he still on the wrestling team? Right. And, and for all we know, maybe he's done with the wrestling team because Kreese, you know, um, recruited him to karate. And I'm sure he... Probably like, well, I, I can't do both because I don't, I don't have the time, right? Um, actually, again, just saying, you know, the, for the high school here where I am, um, we used to, like, we would, we would suggest other kids like join the wrestling team, right? And one of the kids that I was like really, really invested, he was one of my best friend's sons. And I was like, you should be on the wrestling team. You're so good. You can, you can hip toss, blah, 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 blah. And then coach was like, yeah, if they do martial arts, they can't wrestle. Oh, wow. And I didn't know if that was his rule or if that was IHSA's rule. Um, and I didn't ask for clarification, but it made sense to me. The last thing in the world you want is, you know, 
uh, say you've got, you know, a, a championship match going on for a wrestling weight class and one of the kids has been doing, you know, jiu-jitsu for, you know, 10 years. The last thing you want is for him to bust that out on his opponent. Mm-hmm. And I guess they, at least he, um, believed that that was something that was a very real possibility for teenagers. It, it does He's make sense. He's probably right. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that makes a lot of sense, actually. Um, let's see here. So they make it back out of the fence and think they failed. But lo and behold, Robbie was able to make it out with the snake. And they're all, like, really happy for Robbie that he was able to get the snake, like, really happy, especially Kyler. Um, right. Yeah. And Huck's not happy because it's Robbie. Uh, reasons, but um, I I do find it interesting that like I, I guess it's not that big of a deal, but for for as much as we kind of got Kyler, I I would have liked to have seen just like some some line towards Robbie like like oh you kicked Rhea you know like that was you you know you can you, you like something like he acknowledged that this is who Robbie is because as far as I know. Kyler only sees him as this kid named Keen, right? Right. And he's inclined to like him because Eli doesn't. Right. Because of their past in season one. Right. So, again, this is kind of one of those things. Like, you know, your enemy of your – the enemy of your enemy is your friend. And so, you know, that kind of works with that triangle too. Right. But, you know, I mean, to be fair – you know, it, when they decide that they have to cut and run, they didn't necessarily have to leave the bag behind, which Hawk was oh so um, generous to leave there for Robbie. So he didn't have to run out carrying an Indonesian spitting python. Or Why do I always call him python? <laughs> Indonesian spitting, Indochina spitting cobra. Billy was in, wasn't Billy in python? Literally. Yes. And figuratively, I believe. Yes. Figuratively. Didn't the didn't the snake eat him? I I've never seen it. Neither have I. <laughs> so, but uh, I have a feeling that since he was kind of slimy and snakeish himself in that movie, um, and he didn't survive it, I I think he got eaten too. I, I feel like his character returned for Python too. I'm look. There's a lot of movies out there, so I'm I'm probably just speaking out of the side of my what's the expression. Is that the uh, both sides of your mouth? Nice. Isn't isn't that the like he wore the black leather duster and had oh, the no I th- glasses? I, th- I thought he was like a cop or a sheriff or something. But I'm, that might be a different movie. So, uh, yeah, he, just... he, he he did so many memorable movies in the nineties. Yes, yes. Um, let's see here. Uh, Python? No, you said Python. Where was I going? I called it. Well, I was, we were talking about the cobra and <laughs> right, how right. it was so nice oh, oh. that that yeah, yeah. Well, Eli left the bag it, for Robbie. Well, good thing Robbie stayed behind because I bet you that bag says "Property of Hawk" and his address. You know, and probably a Cobra Kai logo on it as well. You know, uh, so. uh, very possibly, mm-hmm. very possibly. Yeah. I'm sure he's rebranded all of his bed sheets. <laughs> we want those. Um, yes, we do. So we cut to Daniel and Miguel, where Daniel tells his side of the story. Uh, Miguel tried to defend Johnny and says all of it was probably because Allie was his first love. And Daniel says she was his too. 
Um, he thought that she was the one. And I guess he lost track of time and has to go meet up with Amanda. Uh, anything that stuck out to you in that brief, um, I guess, reminiscing of Allie for Daniel? I I just... No. Just because for myself, I, I, my own personal, my own personal, um, uh, I say my my own opinion. personal opinion. Um, the the she was my first love. Yeah, yeah. That that should that should that should have been Kumiko. Yeah, but I I understand that you know they had the whole rivalry going over her, fighting over her, like she was some. Um, and there were kids. There were kids. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and kids are stupid. <laughs> yes, they are. Especially, um, you know, kid dudes, otherwise known as boys. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> kid dudes, or as some may say, boys. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> you broke me. And it's, oh, boy. <laughs> Okay, there you go, kid dudes. All right. Yes, kid dudes. They're dumb. Yes. Um, were you Were you still adding to that, or or just Mm-mm. okay? Okay. Um, let's see. What do you think I could top, kid dudes? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so let's see. Daniel tells them to keep the sparring to a minimum. Uh, Miguel thinks that it went well, and Sam wishes Daniel would sit down with Johnny. And talk to him the way he did with Miguel. Um, the exchange looks and she has an idea. Yes. I, I love the way that um, like his his face, like, what are you thinking? You know, like, and they, they like feed off of each other. And yeah. I think that's adorable. I, I like it when, I, I, I don't know whose decision it is, if it's Sholos or whatever, but um, he does the thing where he... You know, his lips go inwards, you know, and, mm-hmm. you know, that, that kind of, that, that geeky look. I don't know. I think it's adorbs for these two. Um, yes. Again, season one feels for sure. So, here we go. Allie and Johnny date montage. I know you got some thoughts. Um, at one point, they redeem their tickets for a hippo, which I wanted to see, to Google the significance of a hippo, but it could be nothing. Um, and at one point, they take a selfie uh, together as well. So, thoughts. I know you have a problem you with the really music. Hear my, you, yeah, you, you, you really want to hear my, yeah, you really want to hear my honest thoughts? You, you, you shared some of those honest thoughts with Michael. Why was it necessary to rewrite her first date with Daniel and turn it into another date with Johnny? So, so this, this I, I thought about this. Why? Okay. Why? Well, I mean, so, so your phrasing of that question I'm just going to like go, oh, I'm just going to tell you something else instead. Um, Okay. I think this works okay because technically when she was on her date with Daniel at golf and stuff, Johnny was there too. So it's kind of like the theme song of that evening. No, Johnny wasn't there. You know, isn't that the same evening where it's like, oh, nice car, Mrs. LaRusso? It wasn't that. Well, hard? yeah, but there's no, there's. He he pulls up with you know like every teenager he's ever met sitting in his convertible. Yeah. Um, I didn't get the impression that they had all been at golf and stuff that night. I thought that they were just like cruising. Oh, just just maybe 
stop by to see, oh, let's see who's over at golf and stuff tonight kind of thing. Right. Oh, okay. I see. I, I guess I always just kind of assumed that they were See, because I don't think, I don't think Barb, Eddie was yeah. necessarily there. I mean, Susan's there, right? Was Barb there too? Uh, Susan and Barb were in the back seat with Tommy. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, see? So I, I just assumed they were there and just leaving. But we didn't see either of them with Daniel or Allie that night either. They went in Lucille's car and they went home in Lucille's mm, car. Right, right. When, but when, that was still the same night that song played, though, right? It was during that that date, was it not? Or was that a later? No, it was this. It was the. It was the the second one. Okay, where uh, commuter um, Young Hearts is playing. Yeah. Okay. Oh man, see, so I had it wrong. Got to tell the wrong. Okay, I got nothing for you. Well, but, you know, well, no, I mean, I mean, feel the title. night. Feel the night was played because it was like as they came around the. Um, Oh, they 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 were riding the golf cart, not golf carts, go karts. Um, yeah, and this the spinning, over by the, uh, the the pool yeah. and the slides. Yeah, but the the night that uh, Young Hearts played was the night of their fight, makeup, blah blah. Okay. When Susie told Daniel off. Okay. I just assume they're always there. Like that's the hangout, right? It, just kind of like in cold right, high. Right. I just I I let I mean I understand that you're kind of recasting, you know, they're 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 kind of recasting it so that, you know, Allie is not exclusively Daniels because hey, Johnny loved her too and yeah. you know, and there's nothing like is super special or exclusive about any of that, but it, it don't take everything that they were away from them. They meant something to each other. Yeah, but I I also feel that you know somebody's gonna have to fact check me or something. But I feel like one of the times I don't, I don't know if it's an episode or an interview or Twitter or whatever, but I feel like John revealed that I I think they couldn't get feel the night. Like early on, and so that's why they went with Young Hearts, and so maybe like because it's a return to golf and stuff with the legacy character in parentheses S, um, that it's like oh they can get it now, so let's use it because well we're not just gonna recycle Young Hearts again because we already used that in season one. Okay, well then come up with you know the '80s had a lot of songs. They did, but you know these are two characters from the OG movie. So you know, I, I I see it fitting using one of the songs from the first movie too. Yeah, I I totally get where you're coming from. You know? I just feel like Daniel and Allie have been completely reduced to nothing at this point. Well, like they never meant anything. And and I get that too, but it's like this is Johnny's narrative, you know. So I know you a Dan Danny girl and all that. I was trying to come up with something. That, that yeah, was, it, it, this is still this is still not exclusively Johnny's story anymore. Right. It hasn't been in a very long time. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. I get it. I know. Um, let's see. Here. I'll, I'll, yeah. the, you want the funny thing? Hmm. I'm paused on the hippo. Okay. And it could just be that um, all hippos, stuffed hippos, look exactly the same. Okay. But I swear to God, that's Bert from NCIS. Um. Abby has a stuffed hippo named Bert. 
Okay. And he farts. Thank you. There's some context there. Yeah. When you squeeze him, he farts. Okay. Um, and that looks just like him. As hippos do, yes. As, as hippos do, yes. Yeah. All right. So being there makes Allie feel like they're 17 again. Uh, she forgets that they have 17-year-olds of their own and wants to know more about Robbie. So Johnny says that he's complicated, smart, too smart for his own good, a mm-hmm. heartbreaker, to which she questions like his dad, but that's probably all he knows. Um, Because anything else is like... like um, pre this past year, he Johnny doesn't really know much else. You know, he knows that he brought um, Sam over because he wanted to protect her, right? You know, but but he was also hanging around with the wrong crowd. Got caught with Molly, right? So, um, was being trained by his high school, uh, you know, arch nemesis. So, I mean, not a lot of positives to really say, right? Well, I mean, I think he honestly, if he's being honest with Allie at this point, if he's not just trying to be a, you know, raging dickbag, if he mentioned to her that Daniel was teaching Robbie, I think that she would have had a whole lot more to say in the next episode. Yeah. And I mean, the other thing is like Daniel has not come up at all once. Like we've seen a few flashbacks, but yeah, Johnny's not bringing Daniel up. Neither is she. Yeah. Which makes sense. You know, they're together. But I cannot believe that not only has Daniel not come up, neither have any of the Cobras, neither have Julie or Barb um, or any of their, Susan. you know, or Susan, Susan um, and and uh, Barb. None of their circle of friends and or acquaintances have come up right. at all. And, and to be fair, we had a montage at some point. They all could have been mentioned, you know, maybe minus, you know, Daniel. You know what? Rule of 80s movies, just assume it was said in the montage. Exactly. Yep. Okay. Yep. I do like that. So he does uh, ask her about uh, her kids. Uh, so Lucas is a talented soccer player, probably took after her. Um, mm-hmm. He's also a writer with a dry sense of humor. And her daughter, Ava, was going to be a ballet dancer. Then at some point stopped and started playing the drums and joined a punk band. Um, And she calls her a rebel. Also probably like her. Yeah. Well, that's what Johnny says. But she says like her mom now. So Allie thinks her as herself as a rebel right now. Well, because she's out here doing, you know, the non goody two shoes thing. Which is what? I mean, she's she's divorced, and the kids are with the ex-husband. Right. Um, she does have to go to a party soon. Right. But, I mean, I, I think just, you know, looking back on herself at 17, she would not see herself as a rebel. Okay. She was a feminist, absolutely, the, the, the very um, blatantly, mm-hmm. which is part of the reason that I was, you know, I was drawn to that character the way that I was. Um, but not not very rebellious. I don't think she, you know, she it, her dad treated Daniel like crap. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. And, and she just, oh, dad, you know, it, 
kind of took it. She she wasn't she wasn't a, a rebellious child at all. Right. Um, Allie says she misses her kids and that they're with Greg. And also her parents are more upset about the divorce than she is. Yeah. So they must have really liked Greg then, I guess. Either um, that or they really, really liked having a son or a, a, a son-in-law who was a doctor. Yeah. Um, I mean, Johnny wore a doctor's coat in the first episode. And called himself <laughs> Dr. Nguyen. Um, but, I mean, also um, it kind of hearkening to her parents are still far more hung up on appearances than they should be. Right. I mean... More on appearances than character. Some people like that, they don't change. Yeah. But um, these two, they, they, they prove that people can. So, especially Johnny. Jeez. Um, so, Johnny tells her the silver lining is uh, she gets to ditch Schwarber. So, she laughs at that. I do like that. That's funny. Yeah. She comments on how she forgot how cold it got in the valley. And he scoots her closer, keeps her warm. And they almost kiss uh, until her um, she gets some sort of alarm and forgot that she promised her mom to go, uh, that she would go with her to a party and then invites Johnny. Works for me. Didn't work for me at the time. I thought it was a bit tropey. But, you know, it it, it, it works in that it keeps them from kissing. Right. Um, oh, yeah. Saved by the bell, right? Or, yeah. Uh, like yeah. Something interrupts him. It could have been a kid running by and, you know. Oh, yeah. She, and I mean, it's. If I was going to, if I was going to um, start complaining now about um, convenient interruptions and inconvenient truths popping up, stopping people from doing things that they had been going to do um, before that, then I'm a damn hypocrite because that has been what the show is about since, you know, the word go. Right, right. So. Um, oh, gosh, I feel like I. I was going to have a comment about that. Now, I think, obviously, by the time we started binging, right, watching that episode for the very first time, we had already seen Johnny in the suit, right? So we already kind of knew, like, oh, that's the party that he's going to. Yeah, because um, it was in the trailer. I, I do. What What else did we see in that trailer? Like, so we were like, okay, so Daniel was there. Like, I think we knew that too, right? I don't think we had seen any other like live action shots in the trailer other than Johnny walking up and flipping his his jacket. Mm -hmm. But what we had seen was um, Courtney had posted the Mm. picture of uh, Daniel and Amanda standing next to the Christmas tree. Right, 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 right. And we had put together that they were there together. Or at the same place. I think originally uh, a lot of us thought that that was at the LaRusso house. And the, uh, I did, yeah. Yeah, and um, well, I I did too, and I think some people were like, oh, you know, it, you know, company party or whatever. But I was definitely think the the Russo house, and I, and I I didn't even think that was part of an episode. I thought it was like a an actual Christmas party that they were attending, you know. So at, at least at first, so yeah. Um, we got uh back at the dojo, Robbie putting the snake into the snake tank. Uh, Cree says he's impressed. And then we cut to them in the back dojo, and he says they've shown fearlessness um, and leadership, that those are the qualities needed to be a champion. Tells Robbie, good job, and that he's what Cobra Kai is um, is looking for. Yeah. Um, 
I thought he didn't want to join, but I, I think maybe he felt good uh, about being able to do something that the others couldn't. Well, it, it doesn't. He he's like he's still acting for it. Yeah. Too. Yeah. yeah, I think he's absorbing, you know, the credit and stuff, but I he's still not completely on board with joining, is he? I don't know. Like, I, I feel it, it maybe you have it up in front of you, but I, I feel like um, Robbie is like, he's happy with what he's hearing, you know, like, oh, I'm not, you know, that, this feels good. I mean, the, the last two guys were jackasses and. Here's he, you know, commending me for for something that I did. Right, right. So and I, I, I mean, know. and Tori is definitely angry. Oh yeah, she's not happy because because she's thinking it's a team effort, you know. Right. And, and Robbie's not saying like, oh, these guys bailed and you know I grabbed the snake. Right. But um, obviously, I think Chris knows what he's doing. He's he's uh, addressing Robbie more so. Like yeah, in the beginning, you know, the way I took the notes was. I got the impression that he was addressing everybody until he kind of put the attention on Robbie. Like you, you are what we were looking for because everyone else is already Cobra Kai. Right. Right. But also, I mean, you have to, uh, Corey or Corey, what show are we watching again? Um, Tori coming back to the dojo because she fell for the speech about you're what I need. The rest of them aren't naturals like you are. I think she kind of thought that she was going to be the one he would heap all the praise on Mm -hmm. because she was going to be his, for lack of a better word, general leading the troops into battle. And now here he's tapped this kid that she has been tolerating up until now, mm-hmm. but still not all that entirely sure that she likes him. Right. You know what? But, but, but they've also bonded over like the probation thing and the just tell them you have a good home life. They don't, they don't check and you know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Chris asks them if they can see what they've accomplished by, Working together, tells them that their enemies have formed an alliance, tells them that Diaz and that LaRusso girl are working together and perhaps adding fuel to the flame um, that Tori has, uh, the hatred Tori has for Sam. Yeah, doesn't really help matters much. No, no. I, I, again, I, I think he knows exactly what he's doing. Um, you know, just kind of like provoking her uh, because like, like she mentioned earlier, you know, she'll take that hate and she'll channel it. And so maybe he's just trying to give her that little push to become a, a stronger fighter. Right. Um, he tells them that those two helped save the All Valley and that they gave quite a, a speech and and make a pretty good team. So uh, I think he's trying to let them know that they got some competition because they worked as a team and got that uh, tournament back on. Right. So maybe he's trying to quell dissension in the ranks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Before it starts. Or he's trying to stoke it, knowing that it's going to, you know, drive them all further and further, you know, in pursuit of their own, like, glory with him or whatever. It's probably the latter. Because also, like, he mentions that it's late and he dismisses them. And he gives Tori a look before she storms out of the dojo. So... You yeah, know. he knows where she's going. Yeah, exactly. 
So because when you dismiss somebody, especially in the in the military, it's that that means you're done for the day. Dismissed, you're done for the day. Right. So Miyagi Do uh, is at the Larusso's house. The Larusso Mans. The Larusso Mans, and they're sitting around and bored out of their minds. Dimitri comments that he thinks the Christmas party is ho ho horrible, which my nine year old loves, um, because you know dad jokes. Uh, we learn from right. Chris that she told them that her parents were out for the night and that I guess they should be throwing a rager. Um, Sam goes to answer the doorbell. Uh, Yeah. And and it's Eagle Fang. What kind of rager could you really throw with Sam, Dimitri, (laughs) Chris, and Nate? A mean game of Monopoly. (laughs) (laughs) Or Balderdash, right? Right. Oh, right. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Why didn't Dimitri bring that? Who wants to be the thimble? Everybody wants to be the shoe. You know, I did we have this discussion recently about putting like the dog in the wheelbarrow, things like that? No. No. Yeah. Well, because um, you know, inside baseball here at home, my nine-year-old, uh, you know, we we've been having him talk with like you know the dog. The teacher think think he needs to be seen by a doctor for behavior, you know, some p- possible counseling, medication, you know, I'll leave it at that kind of thing. So we're like, all right, well, let's, let's get him to focus more on things and just kind of like just chill out. And so like the, you know, aunts and uncles been teaching him Monopoly and playing. And I guess the other thing is trying to teach him how to be a good sport when, when he, you know, isn't doing so well. He's got a bit of a anger issues when he loses in games. Well, you know, to be fair, don't we all? Yeah. Um, I don't know how we got to that. <laughs> I just know we were talking about Monopoly. We were, we were talking about parties. Yeah. Well, With people sitting here wearing, you know, necklaces made out of Christmas lights and such. That's actually, I kind of like that because it, you know, it's a interesting contrast to what Mitch comes in wearing like a green Santa hat. Right, and an ugly Christmas sweater. Yeah. It's like, okay, we are not surprised these two were friends. Right. So we learned from Mitch that they um, thought they were going to a keg party. So I'm thinking, at what point did Mitch have time to go buy that hat? (laughs) And why did he think an ugly Christmas sweater and that hat were appropriate for a kegger? Uh, I mean, you know, tis the season. When else are you going to wear a a Christmas shirt, a a sweater? Um, Well, yeah, but I mean... Like, I don't know. I for, mean, for example, I I have a blue Santa hat, and I've only worn it once, which was today, because I have this entire next week off, which is Christmas Eve and Christmas, and so I'm like, well, it's it's my last day that I can wear it before Christmas, so I wore it today. Um, but usually, I would wear it closer to Christmas. So maybe he thought this was his only chance to go buy and wear this hat at this you know kegger that he thought he was going to. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. There's still really no excuse for that sweater, though. And I mean, yeah, I will I, I will admit that Dimitri is also wearing an ugly Christmas shirt. But the Nutcracker joke is like hilarious, right? Mm-hmm. That's like very funny, very funny. And then the the other kid standing over here next to Nate, he's got like a freaking a humble bumble, the abominable snowman t-shirt on, it looks like, you know? So everybody else is keeping their, their, um, really ugly 
you know, holiday wear at least somewhat not that ugly. Yeah. I, but That sweater's pretty bad. Isn't that the point of those Christmas um, uh, sweaters, though? They're supposed to be kind of unattractive? Yeah. Yeah, you should go see some of the ugly Christmas sweaters at Spencer's. They are downright obscene. Oh, literally. I mean, those are, those are um, you know, they're on purpose. Those are intentionally ugly. Oh, well, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. I had to think about whether or not um, that they had been there before, right? Because if you're pulling up, you're like, well, this is Sam's house. What are we doing here, right? So... So uh, I, I'm sure there was some thought put into that, right? Like they couldn't just have, uh, but who ha- who has been to that house? I guess, well, I guess like you know Moon and um, Yasmin, but then of the guys, none of them are part of this crew, right? So yeah, probably none of them. Dimitri hasn't been there, but I mean he's there now, obviously. But but the other guys, they hadn't. Um, there's a lemon tree uh, that can be seen just right outside. So Amanda could actually be making lemonade with her own grown lemons. Um, Dimitri asks why were they parent trapped, and Sam explains that they haven't always gotten along and tells them that Cobra Kai is the bigger threat now. Uh, and Miguel adds that they stand a better chance against them if they join forces, that uh, two dojos are stronger than one. Yes. Two dojos um, are... I am... I'm, I'm just... I'm strangely drawn to the picture hanging on the wall behind the Christmas tree and I'm trying to figure out what exactly is going on. Hmm. What is that? Is it like a like an art of some sort or Well, it looks like it's been colored in with crayons. Okay, so Johnny was there, you know. I mean Okay, yeah. It sounds like something Johnny uh, would uh, do. <laughs> no, it, it's it's Are you beatboxing? Um it's 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 uh-huh. No, I'm stuttering. Yeah, I know. Um, I can't. Hang on. Let me see. Okay. Now, You're really bothered the... by this. <laughs> I am. What on earth is this thing? It Cats? Cats? Is that? Did, did Johnny spell it with a K or? No. Oh, you're just trying to look. Oh, you're trying to make sense I'm of what it is. I'm trying to make out. Yeah, I'm trying to make sense of what it is. Oh, I have no idea what that is. Well, you're still looking at that. Um, oh, yeah, I, they, I'm, I'm done now. I oh, mean, okay. I'll never know what the hell it is. Uh, but, you know. They all start to bicker. Uh, Chris brings up them breaking Dimitri's arm, to which Mitch reminds them that they started the fight, which they're both not wrong. Um, right. And then Chris mentions how uh, he almost got fired. And then we get the, the great exchange between Bert and... Uh, and Nate. Uh, oh my God! Yes. Yeah. Uh, do you want to say those quotes? I wasn't going to use any of I... these either. I'm not. I wasn't going to use any of these just because it's just since since they're such great burns to one another. I didn't want to end on that. Me saying it to you, you know. <laughs> oh, um, let's see. I, who 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 starts? Uh, Bert says it first. Um, I hate your stupid face so much. And then Nate says, if you died, I wouldn't even come to your funeral. Yeah. And <laughs> I, 
I don't know. It was do people the- do people go around going to the funerals of their greatest enemies? I mean, is this a thing I'm unaware of? If I did, I I want to make sure that their body is there and that they are dead. <laughs> so, and you be- better have an open casket this time, right? To make sure he's actually dead. Right. Take his pulse before you bury the man. Where's the body? I don't see a right? body. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and after that comment, Miguel says he doesn't think it's going to work. And Sam says it has to. So then again, uh, uh, um, what Amy mentioned in her synopsis is that there's this narration over, you know, Johnny wearing, you know, the, the white suit or at least the white jacket. And he's arrived to Encino, Encino Oaks, Encino Oaks Country Club, right? Yes. And the narration continues... That they have one chance to make things right. Alone, they're nothing. But if they work together, uh, they have a shot. If they can't get over the past, the fighting will never end. Uh, they have to confront their enemies. This rivalry has to stop one way or another. So um, this is when Johnny walks in and he sees that Daniel had already uh, bumped into the alley and that they're talking. And then he's got the uh, the flashbacks of the uh, the beach. Yeah. And end snake. Holy yeah, cow, yeah, this is yeah, a long one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 the thing that really bothered, the, the, the thing that really got me the, the worst about the end of this mm-hmm. was it, it, like we needed another opportunity to see Daniel and Allie flirting on the beach. Right. I mean, does mm-hmm. Johnny literally think of nothing else? Every single time he sees, you know, Daniel freaking LaRusso. Is that yes. all he thinks of? Yeah. And he's like shooting daggers out his eyeballs at him. It's kind of it's kind of sexy, isn't it? Um, well, yeah, because <laughs> evil is way hotter than good, but yeah. why do you think everybody that, you know, let Daniel fans want to watch him go feral next season? Anyway. Yeah. Um I it, it's it's a good place to end it. Oh, I yeah. was Shit. definitely tuning in for that last episode. Yeah, even no if, matter if I had been up for twenty four hours or whatever. I'm like, wait, you're gonna end right. it right there, right? <laughs> so, yeah, right. So fantastic episode. Yes, yes, and for those keeping track, um, it is still 2018. And, um, actually, if this is the 19th, it's the day after Daniel's 50th birthday, which should have been given at oh. least a passing mention somewhere, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you're right about that. But also, I, I thought you were going to maybe say something about the fandom. But yeah, there was a few tweets earlier today, too, um, wishing Daniel a happy birthday. Oh, yeah. Well, th- yesterday. Yesterday, yes, but when we it's currently two thirty four a.m. Yeah, so um, well, I mean, we finally got through three oh nine. We got one more episode before we start preparing our coverage of season four. Yes, so literally around the corner. Uh, really excited for that. Uh, anything else you want to say before we wrap this bad boy up? Um, nothing that will still be relevant. Other than maybe the... One well, more trivia? One more trivia. 
Um, two more if you count the one tomorrow. But this won't be out till after tomorrow, so there would be no reason to count tomorrow. Um, and then um, I hope everybody, well, I know not everybody, but I hope everybody who wanted an invite to the virtual premiere of season four got one. Uh, I, yes, I, I mean I already know some that that didn't. I had a coworker that showed me showed me his phone and said that the um the the thing closed or whatever the the oh. application so so he didn't get it. Oh yeah, no. and it was that day of too. So so he knew immediately try when he tried signing in to do the thing that uh, that it was unsuccessful. So basically, if you saw successful, you're good. Even if you had not gotten the email yet. Oh wow. Mhm. That's a bummer. It is, but you know, what's what's three more days? You know, to, right. to watch the entire season. So um yeah. You know, like I don't know what the limit was, but it sounds like a lot of people around the world were able to get it. So Yeah. Yeah. And they have to put limits on it, you know, with it being internet based, or else they're gonna end up crashing their own damn servers. That's a good so. point too. I didn't even think about that. Okay, so where can listeners find you if they want to talk about Billy's nipples? Why would I? <laughs> coitus? Post-coitus? No? That's, that's, that's your thing. Okay. That, it, that's that fair. was definitely... That's fair. You, you lied. You <laughs> double lied. And then you lied again when you said you were only going to be... You were going to be done with it. I never said I was honest. Um, this is true. Okay, okay. So if they want to talk about kid dudes, wait. What, what was the? What, what did you say? I I I forgot the word. I, I, I did say kid dudes. Kid dudes, otherwise known, known as boys. boys. Okay, there you go. Yes. Yeah, kid dudes to men. You haven't heard of them? Oh yeah, that's the the cover group of boys to men. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, except for they sing, they sing um like the old timey acapella, not the boys to men version of acapella. Ooh. Ooh, there we go. Yeah, they're like a barbershop, a barbershop yeah, quartet. quartet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, barbershop quartet. Yeah. Except there's only three of them. Anyway, <laughs> um, my name is Brianna25, and I am so named on Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, archive of our own fanfiction.net, and anywhere else you might want to look, including DeviantArt. I don't put anything there, but I'm there. That's new. That is, well, actually, I signed up for DeviantArt in 2000. That sounds about right. <laughs> that's yeah. Pro- that's probably when it's I was been a while. searching that a little bit more. Yeah. Okay. Been a while. Um, well, I'm going to have to go take a look at that. Uh, for me, I'm on Twitter at Cobra Kai Pod, on Instagram at Cobra Kai Companion. We do have the website with all of our interviews, or at least links to the interviews, at CobraKaiCompanion.com, companion spelled with a K. Um, and that will do it. One more episode, so please tune in. We will have an, uh, a season four recap, and then we'll start breaking down the episodes individually uh, when the when the show premieres. So until then, is that my drum in your pocket? Nice.
Haven't you done enough, princess? <laughs>